0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really excited to have with me on the line Wiley McGraw. Wiley is a former star athlete, competitive bull rider, three-tour combat veteran, and the secret weapon of some of the most influential leaders across various industries. As the founder of Radical Performance Acceleration, He's spent over a decade helping powerful CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders, and public figures accelerate their performance both personally and professionally. So this is going to be an excellent conversation today. Wiley, thank you so much and welcome to the show.
1: Jeff, I'm really happy to be here with you, brother. I'm looking forward to diving in with you.
0: Cool, man. So I need to hear about this backstory, right? (laughs) Because it seems like you've just done everything. Right, you know, you, you know, you served in our military. Uh, you know, being an athlete and a bull rider—like, how does that? Yep. How, how does that come about? I really need to hear
1: this origin story. Sure, and I want to make sure that I keep it short and sweet, because, <laughs> so that we could get to the meat. But you know, I grew up around uh, my my father was a semi pro ball player, so I grew up in that atmosphere. And he recognized the talent that I had at a very young age. I had an arm just like he did, and you know, cultivated. So I became. Baseball-focused, that was my primary sport. That was everything that I did. I lived it. I breathed it. I ate it and slept it. Uh, I was a pitcher, starting pitcher. I started on every team that I played on, and I cultivated that arm that I had. But as I became even more successful in my endeavors as a pitcher, I started to pay attention to the stresses that were placed upon me, the perfectionism that was expected of me to be hyper-focused on that one skill and that one skill only. And I never really was allowed to expand more into the environments of who I was as a young man growing up. And I wanted to make sure that I emphasize this, that that hyper-focused skill started to wear on me. I realized as I got older, Jeff, as an athlete, that I was playing not for the love of the game, but for my father's expectation and the expectation of the pros that were around me. I mean, I knew people like Mickey Mantle. I was introduced to him by my father, uh, Bo Jackson. uh, Rod Carew, who's another legend for the California Angels. And I was coached by the Angels pitching staff at one point in my life. So I had this path that I was expected to be on to become a pro ball player. But that waxed and waned as I got older. And I realized that this was not who I wanted to be. I was not doing it for the love of why I wanted to do it or the love of the game. And it eventually led me into this world where I started to hang out with a different crowd. I started to meet professional rodeo cowboys. And they lured me in. It was this seductive energy about bull riding that got me excited and started to to ignite more of the inside of who I was. And I found in rodeo, this real world, almost scary environment where you were uh, full of unknowns. You know, bull riding is full of unknowns. You have no idea what's going to happen. It started to unleash this inner beast that I had been waiting to meet as a young man. And I found in that environment uh, more access to my power and my potential. I started to feel that challenge every time I rode was what I really needed to stretch who I was and actually become even more optimized in my my abilities. And I found my understanding of my power and its effects on those around me and on my ability to stay focused and achieve more for my life. And I got turned on by that environment. And I rode bowls for a very long time. I did a lot of com- competition style type rodeos. And it was in the embracing the, and yielding to the fear of the unknowns that were present in that rodeo world, I started to feel more alive and more in tune with myself. My mindset shifted. My intuition became more ignited. And I found this holistic ability started to evolve who I was as a man. And eventually, I got to the point where I was said, I want more. I, I need new real-world challenge. And that's when the military came knocking, and I joined the United States Army. I was stationed with the 101st Airborne Division, one of the most prestigious units in the United States military. I was a combat infantryman, became a combat infantry leader. And I did three tours overseas where I started to discover my own gifts and my own understanding of blind spots and how it affects performance as a leader. Uh, what what I was capable of accomplishing and, and getting people to actually transform themselves in the midst of the most chaotic situations. And I went to Kosovo, Afghanistan and Iraq. And in Afghanistan, I really honed in on that skill and started to become more aware of why human performance is so much more than our own systems and strategies that we place upon ourselves and the expectations that we have. And that people of leadership in the schools that I went to need real world challenge. Like you and I talked about earlier before the show started on being put in those positions in a very contained environment so that you can really accelerate, and blow past your limits and just turned me on to self mastery and exploring more of who I was when I got out of the military so that I can turn around and, and create this business around my gifts and my skills and go out into the world and start to really move the needle when it comes to leadership development, high performance, and getting people to the most optimal state of their being so they can experience that same level of peace and freedom that I accomplished with their successes.
0: You know, so I want to explore this a little bit because what you were telling me about, you know, like, you know, like being in the military and yeah. being put in these positions where you have to make snap decisions and you have to make the right snap decisions at the right time. It's basically a leadership school, right? It, you know, and I get it. You know, like anytime you're focusing on excellence at one or a very small set of accomplishments, like you really need to be on top of your game. But how do you ascertain what is the best path for you to go down in order to make that? Now, obviously, you know, like you, you, know, like you have a target in the military that you have to accomplish, right? Sure. But at the same time, you need a, a, a hyper-focused situational awareness. You need to know exactly what's going on, not just this narrow focus, the you know this blinder vision of what you have. You need to know what's right. going on, beyond, uh, you know, above and beyond, and around and behind you, and all that. How did those experiences help you figure out? that uh, this is what is needed, not only for, you know, for your safety and for, you know, for you to achieve your goals, but also to translate that, you know, as a performance accelerator, you know, when you're talking to CEOs and other high performers, you need to be able to communicate that to them as well. How does all that manifest itself when you're teaching people how to transcend, you know, like those limiting beliefs that they have, you know, going forward?
1: Right. So I, I just uh, touch on what you talked about in the military and anybody that's listening to this that served in the military would probably relate to this and understand this is in those hyper states of, of operation when we're in the middle of combat. You're right. We have to make decisions, split decisions, and and we have to calculate instantly, uh, the risk to reward ratio. And when you become a leader, especially in the combat arms uh, field, despite whether it's Army Rangers, Army Combat Infantry, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, etc., we're all in the same vein when it comes to how we operate. And it's understanding overall holistic team function at the same time while paying attention to how you feel, what you're thinking, the environment, how the environment showing up. So you create an optimized state of operating from your ability to pay attention to the idea that slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It's not about slowing your slowing things down and just kind of taking your time because you can't. It's about understanding how to slow down that critical thinking skill set that you have, understanding where your team's limitations might play out in the middle of the, that combat situation and knowing how to move them into action despite those limitations so that they can push past them and they can complete their, their objective uh, simultaneously, So I lead that into understanding for your audience is that I discovered in combat that true self-mastery, being able to pay attention to the stresses that you're under, how it affects your mindset, how it affects your emotions, how to utilize your emotions in any given situation, uh, knowing when and, and where those stresses are in fact hindering your performance versus helping your performance. That self-mastery is a key component that tends to be over overridden or overlooked, especially in leadership when we get out of the military. And in my experience, being a performance accelerator is I have built something around the optimized state of my life and, and understanding who I am at the core, where my power resides from. Like I said with bull riding is I knew how my power was affecting those around me. So I constantly stay focused on how well I'm living my life is, in fact, going to determine the results of my relationships and the things that I look to create and innovate. So as I work with these you know, these leaders, and I want to share with your audience again, is I'm not your typical coach. I'm appealing to those people who want to go far beyond just the bottom line. They want to go far beyond the accumulation aspect. I've worked for 13 years behind the scenes with leaders, and I've seen it time and time again. They have accumulated everything. But yet they are looking at their life going, but yeah, something's still missing. I don't feel satisfied or fulfilled. I don't know why that's even possible given who I am and what I create and what I, I do and lead. And I come to the table saying, here's, here's the aspect that you're overriding or overlooking is you and not have brought balance into your life. You have created imbalance because of your incessant desire to accumulate. And I'm asking you to just take a step back and to get into the nook and cranny of who you are, what stress you have basically held on to your entire life as you climb that ladder of success and going after those ugly truths so that we can eradicate them and watch how every aspect of your life then accelerates and that what you go out and create and innovate becomes even more profound and impactful for the society that you're looking to lead. So I want to you know, make sure that that's landing with everyone is, is understanding yourself in those types of environments and how you live your life is going to, in fact, determine even more results that you look to, to achieve.
0: You bring up a really good point. And one of the things that that we were talking about as well in the pre-call is the difference between helping yourself and optimizing yourself, right? Because it's one thing that, you know, like anyone can be a course junkie. You can spend 10 dollars dollars $50,000 on courses and on coaches Millions. and all that. <laughs> and none of the, like, if you don't apply it, if you don't do the work, right, then you're really just enriching other people. I mean, let's be honest, sure. right? I love it. And yeah. W- one of the things that fascinates me about uh, about coaching in particular, but also about, uh, you know, like hacking yourself and optimizing yourself is that uh, there are really some specific techniques, you know, that you need to apply. And one of them is by, you know, it's not the accumulation of knowledge, right? It's what you do with that knowledge. And also it's the type of knowledge that you discard, you know, that you no longer need anymore so that you can go and focus on in my career, I used to be a Microsoft certified systems engineer and MCSE. Uh, oh dear. God, I, I, like I, I haven't even spoken that in so long. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, you know, like now it's like you put me in front of a windows computer. Like I barely know how to turn a damn thing on. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, it, it, it's it been so liberating to be able to let that kind of knowledge just dissipate, but to be able to move forward and have this, uh, you, you know, be able to focus on other things. I tell people that I, I, I think I'm in like my fifth or sixth, you know, career reinvention, you know, on where I am right now from all the other things that I've done. Anyone can go and look at my LinkedIn profile to see how that works. Sure. But, what, you know, like what I'm really interested in is how do you help people Optimize their lives Mm. and their performance as opposed Mm -hmm. to just helping them or accumulate more knowledge because of that.
1: Well, that's I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to land this really quick for those that are listening. And this is what I appeal to those that are paying attention to more than just that accumulation aspect of growth. And we, you know, we have this paradigm. I would say the benchmark is taught that the more money you make, the more uh, notoriety you can create, the more successful you are. And it's like, Stop in your tracks right now. If you're listening to this and you want more than just that, pay attention because there is a massive difference between helping someone versus optimizing them. You don't help someone optimize. You either optimize them or you just help them. And if you think about those two words, help, it's an, it has an energy of creating some movement for someone, giving them those tips and those those tricks and those strategies, those hacks, if you will. And I've known some of the leaders in the biohacking industry as well, and they, they talk about this human performance. Uh, you know it's like, well, there's more to it than just trying to hack your biology. There's understanding stresses, understanding relationship dynamics, looking at things from your past that are in fact suppressing your power and potential. But to go back to what you said, I optimize leaders. I've you know I've worked with people from Wall Street to Hollywood, professional sports. I work with billionaires, multimillionaires. And I come into their life because they're at a a fork in the road where they are done with the overwhelm and the burnout and the chaos that ensues in their life, despite how much they've accumulated. So what I'm able to do is I come into their life. I work in a very intimate dynamic with them. This is not a program or a process. They don't follow cookie cutter steps with me. Every aspect of their life is focused on. No stone is left unturned. And what ends up happening is they face those truths, those demons, as I call them. They er- eradicate, we blow through the limits and eradicate stresses. And what results is an unleashing of more of their power and potential that has otherwise been hidden behind all of that stress, all of that accumulation, all of that compensation that they've, they've uh, basically endured their entire life. And what ends up happening is they experience growth in their relationships, in their impact, in their bottom line. And if you're looking for bottom line, I'm talking about money, margin, profit, growth, and scale, whatever label fits that. But I've worked with these people that have the fame, the notoriety, the major investments. They worked with large corporations. And what I've found is that these people have accumulated more than just that stuff. They have accumulated stress and chaos. And they don't know what to do with it. And what's required of them to blow past those limits, actually eradicate that goes far beyond that helping field, which is our typical personal development industry. Those, like you said, we can get lost in those programs and we can be program junkies and we can get caught in the the cycle of endless frustration and spending more and more money. I met a guy that spent $2 million on personal development. Despite all of that, he's still in pain. He's still struggling. He's still... Uh, you know, stressed out. And, and despite the fact that he's a multi-multi-millionaire, runs one of the largest groups in the world, it's like, why did you spend $2 million and still feel the way you feel? It's because you haven't done the real work, the very uncomfortable work that it takes to become optimized. And we get wrapped up in the idea that I can just keep buying into the help. I can just keep adding more into my life. And I'm here to tell people that are listening to your show, Jeff, it's time to start focusing on how how you can remove... What doesn't optimize you or what doesn't actually grow you or accelerate you? Look at the things in your life that are in fact hindering you instead of trying to add more in to overlook or overcome that feeling. And that's the most important aspect that people are overriding or overlooking right now is what I need to remove from my life so that I can free up more power, more potential to be utilized for my growth, for my success.
0: You know what's interesting is that I I was at the Funnel Hacking Live uh, conference a uh, few yeah. months ago, and yeah. Tony Robbins was there, and it was the first yeah. time I saw Tony uh, Tony live. And what's interesting about it is that when you watch Tony on TV, right, it's very easy to just be like, "All right, the guy's just going to fluff you up and just you know curse at you a lot," and you know. But once you're there in person, like first of all, the energy is infectious, right? But also, it's like. The one thing that I came away from, he spoke for about five hours. I mean, the guy spoke straight, you know, for five hours, you know, very high energy. But what was interesting was that what do you do with all that, with all that new, with that new charge that you get after, you Uh, you know, after appearing, uh, you know, after attending, right. Because on the one hand you can be like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, I'm pumped up. I can do anything, you know, but. No, that's not necessarily a great focus, right? No. Because all you did was you just transferred energy. I mean, you see the likes of Gary Vee as well. You know, it's like you get this, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. You, you, you know, it's, you can you get, get high lost on in the, the hustle energy. culture. You get yeah, high you can on the, get the, high inter- in the energy. Yeah. So, how do you help people sort of isolate that? It's like, okay, yeah, you yeah. paid, you, you know, you paid a million dollars to be in Tony's program. Great. Yeah, exactly.
1: I uh, love right? it. Right. But, <laughs> you know, what comes next? I love that you're bringing that up, Jeff. And I want everybody that's listening to this is so I think I think intuitively symbiotic here because I have worked with so many people who have paid Tony a million dollars. I've actually worked with some of Tony's close personal friends. You, you, you think about a big name marketer, info marketer or life coach. I probably know them or have worked with them. And I, so I want to make sure I'm, I'm I'm identifying the fact that I understand who Tony is. I've been around him for a very long time with some of the people that are in his circles. And you're right, what ends up happening, and this is the personal development industry, this is why I wrote the paper helping versus optimizing and why people are chasing peak performance instead of mastering it. Is knowing the differences of why that, like you said, transference. They are on stages transferring their motivational spirit into you. And what ends up happening is you buy into that hype. You get really stimulated by that energy. You go home feeling like you can accomplish anything because this, this big guy said so to you. And then you are end up after a while going, ah, something's still missing. And let me go buy his program again. Let me go back into that energy again because that's where I felt the most alive. But that's not real transformation. Real transformation is ugly, it's destructive, it's uncomfortable, and it happens in the dark corners. It will never happen when you're in this 3,500-person or 14,000-person stadium event where everybody's jumping around, hugging each other, and getting motivated by this one household name. It doesn't mean that what he does or has done has not had an impact or has given people momentum. But if you're the type of person, executive, entrepreneur, business owner, marketer, etc., leader who's listening to this, who wants to take a step far outside of that typical notion of helping, you've got to step into a world of optimizing. And if you need to go read that paper, because that is what's going to start challenging your thinking. It's going to stimulate more of your insight and understanding what you're actually capable of has just been missing because you've been bought into that hype. And you got to realize that the real work is very uncomfortable. It is not fun, but it is what's going to get you to the top of your game sooner than later. And I want to relate this, if I if I may, Jeff, to the military is, you know, I had a podcast host ask me he goes, oh, I, a bunch of my entrepreneurs are going to hear this and say, oh, you're going to make me do all of that. I don't want to do that. And I go, exactly. That's the attitude and the mindset that entrepreneurs and business owners have when it comes to facing the real work that it's going to take to take them to the top of their game. Yet... They want to say, I want all of this success, but they're unwilling to do the most uncomfortable work. They want to go into the things that feel good, that are, you know, hypey, more like, you know, easy to kind of navigate and chew on. And I'm here to say, well, that's not going to get you to peak performance. You really want peak performance? You've got to do the ugly stuff. But not very many people want to do that. Not many people can become a Navy SEAL. Not many people can become a Green Beret, but the military puts people like us through those most intense environments and experiences so they can really weed us out and challenge us to see what we're truly capable of in any given scenario. And that's why only a few can make it. And I'm saying, hey, if you're in this world to create massive impact and you want to transform people's lives and you want to make great money while you do it, there's so much more that you have to be willing to step into than just buying into those types of hype programs. And not very many people can apply what they're taught by people like Tony Robbins into their lives. A small percentage succeeds, but the rest of them, especially celebrities that I've met, these people that go on a camera and say, Hey, I was a Tony Robbins. He did some great stuff for me. It's like, did he really? Or are you just promoting something because it feels good to be wrapped up in a circle of the same type of, you know, I would say high level influencer, you know, energy? And I'm here to go stop it because what's incredibly important is shifting that paradigm and that mindset into a new pr- approach to your business. You know, what's,
0: you know, what's cool about what you're, uh, about what you're saying here is that, you know, who's going to be embarrassed to be like, oh, I paid Tony a million bucks and uh, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> so Nobody's said, said no one ever. Right. <laughs> you know, or I paid Wiley, you know, X like amount of money and ah, it didn't work. You know, you know, some, you didn't do the work uh, bottom line. You know, that's what we're talking about here. And, um, you know, I really like how you you illustrate that the real work happens in the dark corners because, like, first of all, that really wouldn't make a good uh, course introduction, right? If you were to tell somebody, well, I'm going to take you to all these dark corners and, you know, that's how you're going to be a peak performer, you're probably not going to sell as much. But when you explain to people how, you know, what's going to be the outcome afterwards, that's where, you know, that's where the prestige is going to come from.
1: Yeah. And if I want to throw this in real quick before I forget the thought here, it's if you don't crave peace and harmony, balance and freedom with your successes, number one, I'm not for you or what? Because at the end of the day, if you enjoy uh, the drama and chaos and, and stress and burnout that comes along with your level of success, go for it. Unfortunately, you're only going to get so far. And really, that's not something to emulate. If you really are a human being that goes, look, I know I don't know what it's like to have peace in my life and balance as I'm succeeding at the level I am, then great. Then you have to step into a whole new world. You have to be willing to face truths that you otherwise have overlooked. And the strategy in utilizing resources that just help you along the way you know, has what's been been the, uh, the, I would say, the impetus that has skewed people's life in their business. And these leaders I've met behind the scenes, I've pulled their curtain back and I've seen all the destructive chaos that they just basically carry around with them. And then they're going to stand on stages and tell you how to have the best life ever and how to grow your business, you know. You know, you should take your yearly revenue and make it your monthly revenue. Well, it's like, hold on a second. Is it necessary for everybody to do that? Is that truly a strategy that everybody in business needs to try to apply to themselves? And people get overworked trying to take what somebody else has done and put it into their life, and and they forget who they are. They don't know where their true power and potential resides, and they end up feeling limited and stuck. And the limitations are placed upon you because you are caught up in the. Idea that because someone else was able to do it this way, I need to do it that way as well. And I'm going stop. And and for me, it's like you're right. Leadership is you got to go beyond tactics. You got to go beyond systems. You got to go beyond processes and coaching programs and putting something together. The work and way, the way in which I work, excuse me, is because I'm in their life with them. I see what's happening in real time. You you had a guest on and talked about ambiguity before. People are afraid of the unknown. But they're not really afraid of what's unknown to them. They're afraid of what's still left unresolved within them. So they project outwards in the idea that if I can't control what's coming my way, if I can't break things down into steps so I can see how this is going to go down, I can't trust it. And that's, in fact, limiting you and your abilities to be more of what you say you want to be. So you've got to approach this completely different. And that's why I'm coming to the table talking about this with you today is because my work has been so intimately different behind the scenes with those types of people like Tony who are looking to become more optimized versions of themselves. So the impact that they have is highly sustainable and even more accelerated.
0: Thank you so much for stating that. I really appreciate the, you know, breaking that down and really, you know, like pulling back the curtain of what's really required in order to make these transformations happen.
1: Yeah. You need oh, you what? need a Jeff. You need. A, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you need a framework. You really need a framework, and you need it in a more intimate dynamic that is customized to who you are, not a cookie cutter thing that's presented to you that you get pulled into and you get lost into their creation and not creating from who you are. And that's. I just wanted to make sure I added that. It's it's all about a framework in a in the right type of real time environment. That's what the military does. There is no cookie cutter system aside from a structure and a framework of how boot camp or training or schools go, but there's so much more involved in it once you're in it.
0: Amazing. Yes. You know, because the framework, you know, directs the process and the process is really what makes it work. And it works, you know, like for every, you know, for everybody and everything, you know, like in, I can name a million industries on why a process works as opposed to, you know, just winging it and just being like, well, I'm super smart and I can make this happen.
1: Yeah. So, one thing that I've done, like I worked with a, an info marketer in the personal development space, big name guy and what, how, how in which the way our relationship went uh, went down and how we work together how I was able to accelerate him to the top of his game, get rid of all of his burnout, his frustration, his he calls it being fried, so that his relationship with his wife was reignited. His kid actually grew and naturally evolved and felt more stress-free in, in, in the family dynamic. He was able to sustain his income in, despite of making the money and then losing the money. All of those aspects are not going to apply to another leader that I work with. There are so many different variants that go on with someone who comes into this work with me because their lives are completely different. So I'm not going to take what I did with him and apply it to another person. Whatever happens with that person and why I'm brought into their life in the beginning is because they themselves need something uniquely different. And that's why I curated over the last 13 years a network of different experts and resources that I use in tandem with me in my work. It's not just me coming to the table saying, I know everything. It's like, here's the deal. Here's my wisdom. Here's what I'm capable of and what I can see. I have this network and we're going to holistically and radically transform you from the inside out in real time through real world challenges so that you can accelerate to the top of your game. And then I can get out of your life, get out of your way, and you can go off and do your best work yet. That's my job.
0: I love it. Wiley, thank you so much for sharing that. Can you yeah, please absolutely. let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more?
1: Absolutely. Well, I created a uh, time to that directly uh, links them to wileymcgraw.com. So if somebody, again, somebody's listening to this right now while they're working out, they're not going to remember how to spell my name. So just know time to erupt.com is a forwarding domain that'll take you right to wileymcgraw.com where you can peruse all the philosophies, uh, philosophies that I have around performance and and you know uh, leadership development, understanding uh, the helping versus optimizing aspect that you and I talked about today, or they can go to, and or they can go to linkedin.com forward slash Wiley McGraw as well, where I'm going to start putting out campaigns of new insights that challenge people's thinking, that radically start to shift the paradigm of when it comes to leadership and how we're supposed to really evolve who we are as a, as a human being to the top of our game so that the impact we have out in the world is exponential. Because what I care about the most for those that are listening, is I'm appealing to those who want to go far beyond the traditional idea that success means uh, that I've made a bunch of money, that I've become notable, and that I have a business that, quote, matters on the surface. And it's like my life at the end of the day is still not where I want it to be. If that's you, then feel free to reach out because at the end of the day, I don't do sales funnels. I don't do sales tactics, marketing email lists, etc. All I care about is real-world conversation with people who really want to be at the top of their game sooner than later.
0: Amazing stuff. Wiley, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a great conversation. I love nerding out on this. I love talking about, uh, you know, like being able to really impress uh, you know, the need to help people really improve themselves. And that's really the whole point of what I'm doing here with this podcast. And I love that your mission, you know, uh, coincides with that. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And I'll leave people with this. It's about optimization and you want to, you want that break away from the helping field, step into a whole new world that challenges you in ways that you've never been challenged. And that's what you're doing here is you're providing people the atmosphere and the environment to grasp into new concepts and new ideas that can shift the way that they, they approach their business. And if that's the tip I can leave with everyone is step into a world of real challenge that actually rattles you from within, because I'm telling you, it'll bring forth more of what you're capable of. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, brother. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.